Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Bar appearances every night. He would have chatted off to Vegas in the middle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Finish practice, coach. I'm out of here. Private plane waiting for me to take me to the Mirage. <laughs> and SI's Pat Forty. <laughs> Nebraska runs on Runza. That might not be what you want. Here's Pat and Dan. It's July 1st as we tape this. I looked out the window, Pat. The sun rose. (laughs) It did. Was the sun shining through smoldering wreckage, ruins, and smoke? (laughs) I don't live in a campus town, so I don't know. Okay. Maybe if I go closer to a university. It is a community Mm -hmm. college not that far. I'd imagine we'd see some pillars of smoke rising out of Starkville, Mississippi today. There's there's some burning (laughs) couches. That's a a whole whole different deal. The whole town is high. (laughs) Congratulations to Mississippi State. They won their first title, national title, in any sport. Yeah, there apparently like, was a disc golf championship at some point. But oh, uh, I'm sorry. Apologies you know. to the. I, you want a sport where they do not drug test? <laughs> it's disc golf. <laughs> what exactly is it about disc golf and smoking weed that seems to be so prevalent? Because when I drive by the local disc golf course, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like what is what happened with disc golf that just right. became like every stoner's like activity i got i don't know man i mean maybe because it's not too taxing on the lungs you know and you just need to be chill and develop a zen you'd be one with the frisbee and i'm sure somebody playing disc golf is not high but i just it seems like a disproportionate (laughs) amount i'm stereotyping you are but i don't know if Uh, we have non-stoner disc golfers please uh please alert us on on twitter or email I like regular golf. I play tons of regular golf. So I mean, there's nothing any there's nothing inherently better about hitting a little ball than throwing a disc, right? It's kind of the same strategy. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, certainly, you know, there's never any mind altering substances. Yeah, never on, on the, the golf, golf course. course. Yeah. No. We're, we're we're much more uh, pristine than that. <laughs> anyway, all right. Pete's uh Pete may never come back. I think he signed an NIL deal with the beach. <laughs> So, and then I'll deal with the, with like a, a tonic water uh, distributor, I think. Yeah, we don't know where he is. I see. What does he call those things? ICI bowls or whatever. Oh, yeah. As, 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 
whatever those things yeah. are. Alert uh, listeners did note that Pete did break University of Buffalo recruiting news <laughs> while on vacation. <laughs> that, Kate, and yeah, and a Ball sorry. State uh, contract, too. Ball State contract. Kate, we're sorry. I don't know. You married him. <laughs> yeah, right. You married him. That's right. This is what we, you got. We could have warned you. I mean, we tried. You already knew. Yeah. Hours and hours of this podcast really brought his personality through. <laughs> you can't hide that many hours on a podcast. No. Uh, all right. Whatever. Anyway, it's name, image, and likeness day. And uh, kids are getting paid. They are. Some good stuff. Iowa's uh, Jordan Bohannon signing autographs at a fireworks <laughs> this weekend. That is getting so picks. mid-American. It just makes it warms my soul. God damn going to get paid in corn on the cob. <laughs> corn on the cob and a gross of black cats that you can <laughs> light off. Free, free tickets to the Iowa State Fair for Jordan. All Nebraska corn husters, I don't know if it's all though, it's most, some to a, to a point, are getting a some kind of deal with uh, the Runza Meat Pie uh, Company. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty Nebraska. <laughs> Very. Uh... <laughs> Highly trained athletes, come in here and get your your uh, pastry full of chopped meat. <laughs> no wonder Nebraska sucks. <laughs> Nebraska runs on runza. That might not be what you want. Might not. Well, I feel a little sluggish today. I had my runza deal. <laughs> I like a runza, but I'm not trying to stop the Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm not trying to chase down Chris Olave. That's right. 4,000 plus athletes have teamed up with the online gaming team Yoke. I mean, how much are all these guys getting paid for that? I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. Hey, when you're in college, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, man. That's the thing. Get you through the night. Yeah. Uh, you're you're probably not in a, of a mindset to drive that hard a bargain. Yeah. You come up, yeah, we'll get you a free gaming system. We'll get you free this and we'll pay you a yeah. hundred bucks. Okay. And you can get, you know, you get lunch somewhere. It's pretty good. Bo Nix is up. Auburn quarterback is promoting Milo's sweet tea. He says he's been drinking it his whole life. Yeah. That's that's a a super SEC uh, endorsement there. Sweet tea. That is a pretty good one. That one's pretty good. He's probably getting a couple dollars for that one. Uh, Marshall lineman Will Ullman was able to play, uh, get paid to play in a band. And he played music at uh, Sharky's. Yeah. In uh, West Virginia, right there in Huntington. So, like, th- it's little stuff like that, right? Right. Things that, again, are not bringing about the ruination of mankind or even college sports. The sun Stop did playing come instruments. It's the same world it was yesterday. It's all going to be okay. Tennessee receiver Vellis Jones signed with Grant Ferking, the current Falls wide receiver that is now a million-dollar CEO. Wait, how's that working, Sully? So, he owns a wood-shipping company and it's david ubbin of the athletic did a great profile on him a couple of years ago he signed his his teammate so what better what better uh, way to start your nil day with with signing a teammate okay. welcome go. to the wood chipper business there you go the cavender twins hannah and haley yes. uh, basketball players out at fresno state have uh inked a deal with boost mobile and a number of companies due to yep. their uh fervent tiktok following not surprising. No. Them, uh, Olivia Dunn, the gymnast from LSU, who has not signed yet, but those are a couple of the ones like the big money. 
Yeah, that people were didn't necessarily see coming that are big, banking in big, like you know. Oh, yeah. No one, no one's seeing. Uh, you should see this coming. Okay, I'm going to yeah. say this in the most polite way possible. But photogenic twin basketball players <laughs> tend to attract sponsors. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just trying to let's be clear how let's be clear how Instagram and TikTok work. <laughs> yes, right. Photogenic twin basketball players who can dribble and dance in unison. Yes. Boy, there you go. You'll and one of them averaged 17 points a game last year. Yeah. They're actually, they're pretty good at basketball. So, you know, I, I mean, yeah. The, the, my question here, which I posed to a couple of people, so I wrote about this for Sports Illustrated, is, you know, are women athletes going to get paid out of this for being good women athletes? Or are they going to get paid for being good looking? Uh, and I talked to Debbie Yao, retired athletic director at NC State. I talked to Muffet McGraw, retired basketball coach at Notre Dame. And they were both like, eh, either, whatever. You know, if you can get the yeah. money, get the money. Don't worry about it. And eventually they'll get come around to noticing that you can play as well. Or you can't. Uh, and so, you know, this, this is not necessarily, uh, you know, a bad thing. Again, the, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? And so while Paige Becker's uh, hopefully will get a big sponsorship of her own with 830,000 Instagram followers, which are primarily because she's a good basketball player, not because she's glamorous or does a lot of shots in bikinis. But uh, there's opportunities out there across the spectrum. Whatever, whatever makes the money. I mean, yeah, there's a saying in hockey. It's not how it's how many. Right. The goal. Sometimes (laughs) the goal goes in off the. You know, you shoot it off a defenseman's uh, back of his leg. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you deke five guys and, and put it, you know, far down. Doesn't matter. One's in. I mean, it's that's that's just I, I always say this about the Olympics. Like the Olympics is always about men and women. It's, there's a the, the, the sex appeal factor of the Olympics has gone on since they started the Olympics. Right? No doubt. Yeah. When they and used to so, wrestle naked. So, yeah, but. I mean, God knows what's going on back in the Greeks. <laughs> Guys, Greeks. Man. But Men no. and women, right? Like yeah. there wa- there's a lot of people watching going, hey, I kind of like this uh, male swimming, right? You know, well, yeah. there's a reason. There's zero percent body fat on these guys and they're all 23 years old. And yeah. same thing with the with, with every single sport. It's just the way it works. You don't like it. Uh, hey, good luck changing global opinion like the tongue remember the tongan flag bearer who's like the biggest star <laughs> yeah. at the ring right. Yeah. right this guy comes out with a flag he's all glued. he's wearing no shirt if you don't remember yeah, he oiled he's, himself he, he oiled himself up and waved a flag for tonga and immediately became a global <laughs> sensation all right hey you got it want it baby you got a global audience Knock you- i don't know who that guy is good for yeah. him we're a visual species. It's a, I, I get it. No, it I'm is. Not, yeah. It is going to be Caleb Dressel. Caleb Dressel is going to be that guy in Japan in the Olympics. Yeah. You know, ripped, incredibly handsome, sleeve of tattoos. You know, the the eight at least an eight pack. Uh, I mean, so yeah, that's the way things. That's the way commerce tends to work. As Debbie Yao pointed <laughs> out to me, said, "Look at all the women in commercials. How many of them are unattractive?" Like, yeah, yeah, very few. Has anyone heard Giselle Bunchen speak? Right, woman's made. (laughs) We know anything about her other than she's married to Tom Brady. She's made like five hundred million dollars or something. I don't know. Yes, yes, Uh, yeah. This is how it works. This is how it's going to work. And uh, who cares? Good for them. I think there'll be a tremendous amount of money on some of those uh, some of those athletes. 
uh, male and female, though. But you'll also have the guys, you know, and anyone working out, you know, they're, they're doing their, you know, muscle milk or whatever. De'Ara King is involved in a whole bunch of stuff. He partnered up with Mackenzie Milton. And then in classic Miami fashion, he's uh, holding a, a party tonight at the Wharf <laughs> down in uh, Miami. Good. Yeah. It's like a seven deck, by you know, massive club. Yeah. Do you getting a little getting a little swag back? We finally found out what it would take to for a FSU quarterback and a Miami quarterback to break bread, and that's that's the money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, this is this is basically Nevin Shapiro legalized. Yeah, right. Because that's all Nevin did. He he would have put him on his uh, contract, his company. But yeah, he paid all the bar tabs and huge parties. And it was absolutely right on my boat. All those wild. Now I just appearance fee them, you know? Yeah. Could be very interesting at Miami. The idea that you could not only go to those clubs, but actually get paid to appear. Yeah. Yeah. And can you get paid to appear as a recruit? That's a good question. And that's, right? you know, I mean, among the the... The lines that are completely blurred that they're that the NCAA is still trying to uphold is, you know, yes, these can't be recruiting inducements to come to school here. Come on. I mean, how are they how are they possibly going to separate that from what's going on, quote unquote, above board? The, the, you know, this is all going to be recruiting inducements. Jalen Duran, the number one basketball player in the class of uh, 2022 who may reclassify to 2021, was on Kentucky's campus this week. Uh, and you know, did, does anybody think that maybe there was no, there was some discussion of what his NIL possibilities could be in a place where there are a gazillion rich, uh, horse breeders and, uh, oil or coal people out in the state who would love to talk to Jalen Duran the minute he, he puts on a blue uniform and, and becomes a wildcat, please. What if you do this? Okay. What if the wharf nightclub in Miami? Just basically says any kid on a on an official visit to the University of Miami, they follow, you know, uh, the recruiting and every kid coming in on an official visit, they call up and say, we're going to give you a thousand bucks to show up at our, our, our club on Saturday night. And we're signing you to an endorsement deal, one time appearance fee, whatever. The kid's still in high school. I may run a follow with high school rules, but once the season ends or whatever, I don't know. And so not only when you go to Miami, do you go to this absolute bonkers party? Okay, because I, you know, I know a lot of the fans here like to think, well, you know, a bunch of people crowd around the keg at the off campus parties, a big, you know, that's a pretty good time. Maybe have not been to Miami Beach. <laughs> but this is double A to freaking the majors. Okay. <laughs> you are now this is all this is a whole nother level. Not only do you go to the Wharf nightclub instead of you know, the campus party when you go to Gainesville, but you get a grand in your pocket. Yeah. Well, right. So this is the stuff that they get all fired up about. There's no way to stop that. Right. And even if you had it, even if there was the number of like, like forensic accountants <laughs> that the NCAA would have to hire to try to track this thing yeah. down. <laughs> is that a bad thing? I mean, they, look, we could say, yeah, man, uh, they were already doing it. Like I said, Nevin yeah. Shapiro. Sure. He he always said the NCA never caught me. The FBI did. You know, like it wasn't they were catching me and they were never going to catch me. And uh, so stuff's always going on. But it's kind of an interesting thing. Right. I'm taking a visit down there. I get paid just a visit. I said, what would Tarkanian be doing today? <laughs> I mean, Vegas is uniquely set up for, for this yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
uh, the old, old Vegas. I mean, forget it. Because old Vegas, when Tark first got to Vegas, it was still the, you know, this was still like the, the casino, the uh, days, right? When you, you know, from the movie where you'd have these, you know, you'd have these wise guys running the casinos. And it was absolutely crazy. Like he, he used to get, uh, he, at one point he had a thing called the power of the pen at one of the casinos because they wanted mm-hmm. him to hang out at the casino. He was the coach. And at the power of the pen, you could do anything you wanted. Anything, nothing cost anything. You right. want a suite, sign it. You want everything's staked. Comped. Everything's yeah. comped. Uh, I don't know if they have power of the pen anymore in Vegas because it's run by corporations with stockholders like me. <laughs> um, but back then they didn't care, right? So it's like get Tark in here. We want Tark having breakfast every morning. We want Tark and his family having steak dinner. We want Tark hanging out with the, you know, whatever it was. So I don't know. Club appearances, the the, the apartment parties, the everything that could go on. But I, it is interesting what will happen with the recruiting. You know, again, I I don't. I, I've seen a lot of quotes. This is Armageddon. This is, I mean, this stuff was already happening. So right. no, uh, we, we've, what we've done theoretically here is bring like at least 50% of it above board and out into the light. You know, the boosters that would, you know, in theory pay, I'm not saying this has happened Auburn people, but it is Auburn, but like the, that would pay Bo Nix, $500 for throwing three touchdown passes in a win against Mississippi. Uh, now you can just get him on a sweet tea uh, endorsement. Same guys, you know, maybe, and I don't know if the same, I, again, this is all theoretical, but that kind of, those kind of payments from alums who are proud of the best players on the team and want to reward them for helping ma- make their lives more enjoyable can now do it without being, having to hide it. Now, the recruiting piece of it that you're talking about, that that theoretically still needs to be hidden. But again, how does the NCAA even start trying to rein this in now? You know, now that they basically said, eh, go do what you want, figure it out on your own. Uh, we still do have some rules. Keep those in mind. But how are they going to enforce them? Who, which schools are going to try to take them seriously? I mean, as I've been saying all week, this is the ask forgiveness, not permission uh, era of NCAA rules. Uh, yeah. And, and like, how can you police, you know, first off, they need to just give up. We said this the other day, like it's it, it, their core ethos is to set rules and regulations. I remember Bob Knight used to have this thing. This is grandstanding, but still Bob Knight had a kind of a little parlor trick where he'd take out the uh, NCAA manual, which is about 450 pages right now and drop it on a desk or on a, let, he'd give a speech. So this is all NCA manual. And then he take out the United States Constitution, which is like 12, 14 pages. <laughs> this is a great country. Now, needless to say, the federal regulations books yeah. that stem from that Constitution <laughs> could dwarf the NCA. But a fairly, you know, there's a point to be made there. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, enough with the rules, you know, and and like so let's say or let's, let's do Tennessee. Let's say you own Calhoun's. OK. Calhoun's by the river and number three recruit in the country, Travis Shaw, defensive tackle is coming in for his official visit. And you can get Travis Shaw to Calhoun's and all of the Tennessee fans that are desperate to get Travis Shaw to come to Tennessee and show him love and show him this is where you want to be will fill your restaurant and bar. 
I don't think that's out of the question. No. Right? You would you would have a line out the door of people eager to like, because when a kid's on campus, there's all these fans like, I hope it's going well. I hope, you know. Oh, yeah. So sure. what if you could do that and all the old boosters and all the people in town that want to just like are over the top and they're all like Sully and they're little pullovers and stuff and they want to tell Travis, he shows up and does a little Q&A. You sell the joint out and you go, you're going to tell me I did this because I want him to go to Tennessee because I just made, you know, whatever, 10x what I paid him to show up, right. even though he's a high school kid. Because if, if I don't know where Travis, let me look at Travis Shaw's list, but Travis Shaw is on a recruiting visit, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia, North Carolina, right? Everyone's going to know about it. Absolutely. So sure. I don't like, how do you, how do you even say that the guy who owns Calhoun's, I mean, I don't care if I'm a, if I own a big bar in the town and I'm not even a fan of the team, who cares? I'm, I'm selling, you know, I'm selling potato skins here and stuff. I'm <laughs> racks of ribs. So, or what if you get the car dealer on a recruiting visit, right? All of a sudden there's a thousand Tennessee fans that I don't know, like this all opens up to a lot of stuff. They just basically have to give up. But my thing is, it's always been happening. Right. No, exactly. And what, generally speaking, on visits, I mean, they get so paranoid. They want everybody to know the big star recruiters on campus. But then they also put out all these alerts. Do not interview him. Do not photograph him. Do not try to interact with him. Blah, 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 blah. Boosters. Remember the rules. Da, da, da. Well, now, yeah. How much of that stuff is still even going? Are they even going to try to do? Um, what if he comes back on an unofficial? Yeah. All right. Can't stop them from driving over to Knoxville. No, you can't. I So I think this is it's going to be wild, but it already was wild. The one thing we tried <laughs> to do when, when Yahoo Sports is doing a lot of these investigations, our goal was always to bust the system and say, this is happening everywhere. Stop with the white hat and black hat. That was our number right. one thing. Stop yeah. saying Jerry Tarkanian was the only one buying recruits. Right. Enough. That isn't how it works. And so we said, whoever we find, and so, yeah, we went after big name programs, you know, that that sort of weren't considered Ohio State, Connecticut basketball. I don't know, whatever we did, you know, hey. it's Miami didn't necessarily have the best. We did Oregon. Right. You can find different ways. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're paying Willie Lyles, uh, a scout in Texas. They're buying a scouting service, even though there really isn't a scouting service, it's just a list of some kids in Texas. One of whom was passed away. Remember that? Oh, my God. And we're paying him with University of Oregon checks. Yeah. Actually, you're paying him to get little Michael James up to, you know, like. Yeah. This is what, this is the system. Stop pretending otherwise. We did enough of them that it, it put, got people really interested in the stipend. And, uh, you know, yeah. a long process to get this. Anyway, is it going to be crazy? Yeah, but it's just above board crazy. Exactly. That's that's always been my thing. Stop lying to our faces. Stop telling us, you know, we are strictly adhering to the NCAA rules. We have a program of great integrity, blah, 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 blah. No, we know exactly what you're doing behind the scenes. So now, yes, we brought some of it in front of the scenes. And that's fine now, okay? Uh, yeah, but then where is the line drawn on what still happens behind the scenes versus doesn't? I mean... You know, I, I said it's like if, if Jalen Duran, the kid who uh, was on the Kentucky visit, I mean, if I were if I were John Calipari after taking him out and showing him, you know, a great time in Lexington, I'd drop him off at the hotel at nine o'clock. And if there happened to be 
the biggest coal booster at Kentucky and the biggest horse breeding booster at Kentucky who are in the hotel lobby then and want to greet you and say, when you come to school here, here's what we can do for you. Oh, all right. Serendipity. Let it happen. And this, these guys are going to have agents, too. You just Oh, yeah. Yes. Personal ser- professional service providers, Dan. I'm sorry. Professional service providers, right? Yes. So just contact them. Yeah, right. Say, who's on our list? Who's interested? Yeah. And they go, oh, this, you know, this kid, that kid. Yeah. No, I mean, look, they used to drive. Coaches used to drive Miami recruits to Nevin Shapiro's house. Right. Okay. There's a bit of... Cause, how many stories have you heard of, you know, I mean, I, I heard these stories at schools, you know, the most pristine reputations. And it's like I turned around on campus. There's a guy there. He handed me an envelope, said, welcome to, you know, X university. There's yeah. 300 yeah. bucks inside. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I went to Calhoun's. A guy stopped me on the way to the back. Like, it's all the same stuff. It's just now above table. And now they have to stop pretending that they can police it or that they even want to police it. You know, I believe the compliance person that they hire wants to, but the coaches really don't. They want players. Right. Would they prefer everything's on the up and up? Sure, but they can't trust each other. That's why they got so many rules. <laughs> that's the thing is that the, the, the lack of trust. And that's where that'll be my one thing I'll be interested to see with this. I think for now, everybody's like, hey, we're riding the tiger. Let's go. It's fine if the players get stuff. We'll see what happens on signing day. And then did you feel like, okay, this school pushed the envelope further than we did and now we're mad you know i don't think anybody is against in the coaching ranks says the players shouldn't be except for maybe Dabo, uh and maybe mike gundy says the players shouldn't get anything but what they do get mad about is when school x gets a guy for reasons for you know some sort of rules that we were trying to follow and they didn't follow brings a good segue william christopher sweeney did once say he would quit coaching if the players are getting paid. Now, in fairness, he was talking about actual pay, not name, image, and likeness, and he kind of softened his tone for a while, but I have not seen his resignation. No. I checked. Um, he's getting a lot of heat. I'll tell you who deserves the most heat, though. As this guy deserves the most heat is the worst college administrator and biggest roadblock to progress of all time, and that's Jim Delaney. Is Jim Delaney sounded I mean, off again? No, this is his old stuff. Jim, oh, De- I mean, oh. Jim Delaney stood in the way of everything while taking a $20 million consulting fee and then went and worked for the Rose Bowl, who he protected for years. I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Jim Delaney took every freaking penny he possibly could while saying no one else should take a penny. <laughs> Jim That's Delaney, right. in a court document. It has been my longstanding belief that the Big Ten schools would forego the revenues in those circumstances. This is if you had to pay the players. And instead take steps to downside the scope, breadth, and activity of their athletic programs. Several alternatives to a pay-for-play model exist, such as Division Three model, which does not offer any athletic-based grants and aid, and among other things, a need-based financial model. These alternatives would, in my view, be more consistent with the Big Ten's philosophy that the education and lifetime economic benefits associated with the university ed- education are the appropriate quid pro quo for its student-athletes. Love it. Buckeye, I bet right now, bet the Buckeyes to win the D3 National Championship <laughs> because it is a freaking <laughs> lock. Sorry, Wisconsin-Whitewater. Your dynasty's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a couple dudes at Wisconsin-Whitewater benching right now going, wait, what? <laughs> 
Are you freaking Big Ten joining Division Three? <laughs> I got to cover Garrett Wilson. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. That was during the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. Mm. Division Three. He tried to claim they were going Division. I remember writing a column on that one. That guy got away with saying the dumbest ass stuff forever. <laughs> Stood the way he, everyone hailed him because he made a cable network, which he profited off. I give him that. I don't no, he didn't don't do dislike the hustle, but yeah. that guy stood in the way of every. He was the most powerful person in college life for twenty years, and he stood in the way of everything. Every he was the single... definition of entrenchment yep. with personal enrichment. Yes, yes, and and this garbage. Sorry, it's not that big of a deal with all the all the, the little deals we announced, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a Ohio State lineman got a deal promoting a, a, a like a job search firm. Right. Yeah. No, that's I mean, yeah. Is that oh, is no. that going to destroy the fabric and integrity of college athletics? I don't think so. You got a guy promoting Flick CV's job search firm. That That's not consistent with the education. We're going D3. <laughs> that's it. We're taking our ball and going home. <laughs> going Rose Bowl, pay Jim, me. I protected you. You know how much money I made you, Rose Bowl? Pay me. Yeah. I didn't make enough off the Big Ten Network. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody has been more on the wrong side of history than Jim Delaney when it comes to reforming and improving college athletics. You know, the one thing, again, he now he was, he was the Big Ten Network uh, power driver there, and that he's on the right side of history on that. But all the anything sure that actually helped the student athletes, no, no. I, I credit him. Tip my cap. Enjoy your cocktail. Sail your massive yacht around Lake Michigan <laughs> or something. I mean, I again, do your hustle. But come on, everyone's on Dabo. What about that? Let's go D three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. <laughs> like, and also just the idea that like the Big Ten commissioner would have that power to just yeah, tell right. the state of Ohio and Michigan, and was, we're giving up. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State fans would love that. They thought if, if they thought they hated Kevin Warren, wait till uh, if the commissioner had tried to make them go D3. They didn't want it. They couldn't play a non-conference season. They wanted them fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. I want to ask this question. Okay. If name, image, and likeness had been out all along, it was a great tweet from J.J. Redick, amongst many others. J.J. Redick from two, played a Duke, obviously, NBA player. From 2004 to 2006, I would have made a bag on NIL endorsements. Sadly, I would have blown it all on Natty Light and Lacoste Polos. How do you say that? What's it? Is Lacoste. That it? Lacoste. Lacoste. I don't even know what they are. With collars <laughs> the alligator, popped, of course. Man, the alligator. The alligator. With collars yeah. popped, of course. Right? Funny. Yes. What college athlete, had they had this deal, would have made the most money? That's my that's my debate. And I, I'm willing to do it. You want to do it like a two-man draft? Sure. Okay. Do, do I, I get to go first? first? Do I get the first you can go pick? first if you want. All right. Tim Tebow, period. Full stop. I don't think there's any doubt Tim Tebow would have made, I was going to say an ungodly amount, but it would be a very godly amount because a lot of it would be driven by making appearances at mega churches to speak. Uh, so, no, I'm taking Tim Tebow as somebody who would have gotten phenomenally rich during his time at Florida. Tim Tebow would have made bank he's cannot underestimate the tebow phenomenon he's still ex it's still a phenomenon it is jacksonville jaguars invited them to camp <laughs> because he's still popular in florida yeah a guy who had like Chart. 
three good plays as an NFL quarterback a decade ago has still got name recognition. Oh, Highest yeah. I mean, sold jersey on NFL shop when he was signed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Side, how, the memorabilia and deals and stuff like that he would have made. All right, I'm going a little different route with my number one pick, and that is Simone Biles. Mm. Simone Biles wanted to go to UCLA mm-hmm. and compete in gymnastics. She could not because she would have made millions because like, she's not a fool. She's smart enough to get into UCLA and then thus smart enough to say, what, are you crazy? But had Simone Biles spent the last... Let's say she she she's 23 now. Let's say she goes... Uh, or, yeah, she's 23. She was 19 or 18, I guess, at the last Olympics. So she she waits and then takes the next four years after the Olympics and competes at UCLA, but can have all of... I mean, she's in every other commercial right now on TV. The endorsements, she would have gotten a platform. This is where I think it will help sports. Simone Biles would have had it. We know what, very few people have watched Simone Biles do gymnastics in the last five years. And they would have been able to watch. ESPN would have put that damn thing on. Oh, yeah. Like UCLA meets would have been on TV. Uh, somebody. He wanted to pat, pat, Larry Scott's Pac-12 network would have boomed. A bunch of like <laughs> nine-year-old girls across the Midwest would have been tuning in. But who cares? Right? <laughs> yeah. I think. She, and then, you know, the things she's doing like this year, normally USA Gymnastics kind of throws this like tour of the champions. And they go around the country and fill all the arenas and do a little performance. You know, they do, they compete sort of, and there's meet and greets and they fill, you know, it's coming to your town or somewhere near. They'll fill every NBA arena in the country. This year, Simone's just running the whole thing herself. Yeah. Like her dad is very smart. Like they open their own gym. Everything is Simone Biles. Simone runs everything. And so the tour is the Simone Biles and friends tour, basically. And there is no U.S. Plus, they all hate USA Gymnastics for good freaking reason. <laughs> but like I, Simone Biles would have made an absolute murder. She just would have yeah. murdered it. Yeah. No. And there's a- someone that college sports kicked aside. Yeah. Because they didn't want Simone Biles to make money. Yeah. Wouldn't be fair. Yeah. That's yes. College sports at its finest. We 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 how, we would hate to have somebody like her involved in our uh, in our enterprise. So, all right, along those lines, I would say Michael Phelps won six gold medals at age 19. He was the biggest star in swimming and the biggest star in the 2004 Olympics. And he was training at the University of Michigan, which has a massive fan following. But he couldn't swim for Michigan because he'd already turned pro at age 15. So Phelps would have been and, you know, went on to transform the sport. But he would have been... A huge draw. He's the reason why the swim trials are in a basketball arena now instead of in a swimming pool. Uh, so I would say uh, my, for my second draft pick, give me Phelps. All right. So for my second rounder, this was tricky. I think I would go with Johnny Manziel, hmm. but I'm considering Zion Williamson. I'll just take both. Uh, okay, since we're just discussing, yeah. Zion would have come in with a huge Nike deal, right? But the C, he only, he's only going to play one year. Like, he became a huge sensation. He was big going in. I think he had uh, 1.7 million Instagram followers going into Duke. But he became just unbelievably huge in, in at Duke. Duke Duke helped him. No yeah, question. No doubt. I mean, Barack Obama is at the game. 
Okay, you know, he blows that shit. Remember, I think I had that stat. I found it when I did the the uh, Epic Athletes on Zion Williamson. Like, there's one million more people were watching Duke games on ESPN that year than right. the average of other college basketball games, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's a million people just saying, oh, Duke's Zion's on, bang, right? But it was only one year. I think Johnny, after beating Alabama, had a more of a run-up and then winning the Heisman. And Johnny... I think Zion would have concentrated on becoming a pro instead of been like, I'll do a little, I'll take my Nike money or a little here and there. Johnny would have chased every nickel. <laughs> like, John, John, yes. Bar appearances every night. Yeah. <laughs> he would have jetted off to Vegas in the middle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Finish practice, coach. I'm out of here. Private plane waiting for me to take me to the Mirage. <laughs> Johnny would have cashed in like nobody's business. Uh, oh, yeah. Johnny, and he never would have left Texas A&M. There's no going pro. Just stay. Well, that's the thing is some of these guys, if they, if they could have made as much as they could have, they, they might have stayed, you know? No, I, I, that, that's a good pick. I, Johnny, because, yes, Johnny would have been all about the cash. He already was, I think, all about the cash as far as we know. Are we doing a third round? If you want. You got anyone or no? I was going to say the third, like – if you can go back and retroactively, like if the people that were in school for three and four years still stayed in school, like Christian Leitner, like uh, I remember Ralph Sampson played four years of college basketball. I remember Billy Don seeing Billy Donovan at a camp, you know, in like 2007 or something. And he's like, can you believe Ralph Sampson played four years of college basketball? That's a <laughs> joke. That's a <laughs> joke. You know? I mean, that, but that's He did. Patrick Ewing played four years of college basketball. Those guys could have raked in big time if they were allowed to back then and if they had stayed that long in school. Shaq got, played multiple years, right, at LSU? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know anybody who wanted Ralph Sampson to promote their product. Well, I mean, Ralph wasn't the most dazzling person, but he was a big <laughs> draw. Exactly like a tax accounting <laughs> firm or something? Like, what <laughs> about the, the hottest name in media right now, Peyton Manning? Oh, yeah. Peyton, who was a four-year guy. Peyton would have made a fortune. Oh, yeah. How about yeah. this one? I'm looking through the top current highest paid endorsers from athletes. This is 2019. This is the opendoors.com, which is, of course. So Roger Federer is one. Tiger is two. Tiger would have made a lot of money. Oh, you think? Oh, geez. Yeah. Tiger at Stanford? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, I might re forget Simone. <laughs> yeah. Tiger. Game changer. <laughs> I recalibrate. Oh my lord! <laughs> I forgot he even played college right, college right. golf. How many oh, years lord. was he at Stanford? Three, I think. He was three years. They were going slow. Yeah, right. Oh my! Now no one's watching, but who cares? They would watch then. Actually, nobody watched though. Two years. He was two years at Stanford. Two years. All right. Yeah. Maybe it was really after the Masters that he made the. LeBron never went. Cristiano Ronaldo. All right. So here's a big one, though. Number five current, 42 million in 2019 estimated. Steph Curry. Ooh, yeah. He came back as that junior year. Yep. Steph Curry would have been in. He would have gotten the subway deals. The Oh, yeah. Forget that. The shoot. Like everybody. They still love Steph Curry, but they really loved him when he was like, the the underdog from from Davidson, right? Exactly. Steph Curry would have made a lot of money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, that that, that yes, his junior year would have been an absolute gravy train. 
Most of these guys are tennis and golfers. Yeah. Oh man, Serena Williams had she gone to college? That would have been uh, <laughs> talk about unfair. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe sometimes it's better to just kick them out. That just makes more, <laughs> poor women on the other side. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> yeah. If, if Serena had gone to UCLA and you know you're playing like <laughs> Oregon State, and they got you know somebody up there. Oh no, he's coming in 100 miles an hour. What does he serve? What? I was second team all state in Oregon. <laughs> Now I'm playing Serena Williams. (laughs) Okay, I go back. Maybe Jim Delaney had a point. I take it all back, Protect the children. Protect the... (laughs) Somebody's got to be protected. Uh, Herschel Walker. My God, he's a freshman. What does they say? What was the phrase? Is that it? By God, he's a freshman? Yes, my God. Bill Bates. Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of money here. (laughs) Uh, well, anyway, a lot of people are getting a lot of money. A lot of people are getting a little money. What the heck? It's better than the old system. And uh, I, I will say real quick, I just wanted to dig. I think two couple people who aren't getting a whole lot of sh- shout out on this. Our, our man, Ramogi Huma, who we talk about sometimes on the podcast, yes. has this thing called the National Collegiate Players Association. I mean, this was the shoestring tilt the windmill operation I'm gonna I'm going to topple college athletics for like 25 years. <laughs> Earnest, smart guy, former UCLA football player who always felt this was wrong. But I mean, just a tough fight, uphill fight. Man, good day for him. He did uh, for lot. sure. He's the one who got the lobbying to the state of California to get the legislator to do it. And that was what changed it. Because once California flipped. Then the southern states flipped because they were worried that California was going to get the recruits. Yeah. And that that that's what caused this. The other is still Ed O'Bannon and, and Sonny right. Vaccaro. Oh, because yeah. that lawsuit didn't lead to the avalanche, but it exposed it. It, it, it was a it was a huge it changed public discourse. It did. It was a, they had a great story. That was yeah. one of the best things. Yeah. Ed O'Bannon is playing a video game where the guy on the 1996 UCLA team is bald head, looks exactly like him, is lefty and is wearing his number. And they're going, that's not Ed O'Bannon. What? (laughs) (laughs) And you go, wait, yeah, Ed deserves a couple bucks here, man. What? Like what? Yeah. That was a great lawsuit because it changed public opinion because that was indefensible to most people. Right. Absolutely. No, that that yeah, that one's one where you just you throw the common sense of it out there and everybody finally is like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. That's not fair. And I do still making money off this dude. Right. He was a car salesman in Vegas at that point, like raising his kids. And he went over his friend's house and his friend's kid was playing him. (laughs) That's how he found it. It was a great story. You need stories to win these. Right. Because the 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 boogeyman story is this is going to be terrible. Right. And you go, well, I think Ed O'Bannon deserves a cut. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's too much to ask. Everybody, yes, they're all afraid that, you know, the, the the sport that has nostalgically tied them their university, you know, and they get the warm feelings when they go back to campus. Oh, it's all going to be changed. It's all going to be diminished. It's all going to be ruined. No, no, no. That was always put out there, and it's not true. And I think we're going to see that in the, this this fall, when we have compensated athletes playing other compensated athletes on campus, and I bet there's not a whole lot of people to sit in the stand saying, oh, this is no fun anymore. What schools do you think 
in foot, we'll just go with football. What schools in football do you think will benefit the most? And so, like, I think Alabama will do fine, right? Ohio State, but they're already doing well. And Ohio State is a goldmine because they're in a, not only they have the passion of the state and they're Ohio State, Columbus is, might be the biggest city in the country without an NFL team. I mean, there's just not, there's, there's a hockey team in Columbus. That's it. So there's endless endorsements where, you know, a Derek King is going to fight a crowded market in South Florida. Uh, Columbus is a big city, a fairly big city, at least with nothing, no competition. So I, I actually think Ohio State, but what ones have a chance to maybe just move up in the pecking order because of this? Well, I mean, I think you look at the states that are college states, for lack of a better term. And so you look at Nebraska, which has one school and no competition from professional sports there. I mean, there, there may be some people that want to advertise with the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's 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 a, an exception. Uh, you look at my state, Kentucky, Louisville and Kentucky. I mean, there's already been several Louisville football players that have signed deals today or announced deals today. Uh, this is a big, big college market, and people will do what they can to help their college teams succeed. And now they get to do it above board because they were already doing it below board. Um, and I think, obviously, look, same thing, state of Alabama, which, uh, but, that, you know, I, I don't think there was ever much concern about whether Alabama and Auburn would be able to compete. But those places where the schools, you know, if Louisville's a top 40 football team, Kentucky's a top 40 football team, they have a chance to maybe move up. Nebraska, which used to be top five and now is top 50, uh, has a chance to move up. And then, you know, the places we've talked about for months now, Boise State and some of the other, you know, other spots in, in the uh, Fresno. What is Fresno, Fresno. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So heck, no, San Diego, we, San Diego State, they just lost the Chargers to Los Angeles. Help out the how about the Aztecs? Might be there. Uh, Wichita State, some of these yeah. uh I think Baylor. Yeah. Uh Baylor's got their their city there. Uh I, we can talk about Texas, University of Texas, same thing. Austin doesn't have a neither Austin or San Antonio has a pro. You know, so those can that can go big I, again. Uh, I think Texas's problem is not getting recruits, right? right. Coaching them, West Virginia. Oh yeah. You know, I, I think for I sure. Think wherever the passion outstrips possibilities is where there's a lot of potential because mm-hmm. you know what's Nebraska's problem? You know, there's no players. You got to go. You constantly fighting in someone else's backyard, and so it worked when you had it absolutely rolling. And back in the 70s and and, and then into the 90s um, when, you know, you had exceptional coaching and, and you really built a program based on ticket sale revenue and things like that, you could do it. But it's, it's hard when everyone's got the same weight room now and, all, you know, it's just it's just more competitive now. But like yeah, right. West Virginia, any of those smaller cities, we always bring up Duluth hockey, but I think, you know, not that anyone cares, but like that kind of some of these places. The, the, yeah. The kids are just huge stars, you know? Absolutely. Huge no, stars. you know what? And shoot, you, you, I mean, you bring up that, like the hockey. I, the Big Ten Network put out a list of the top 10 current Big Ten athletes in terms of Instagram following. Number one, by far, Minnesota wrestler. Number two, Penn State gymnast. Number three, Penn State wrestler. You know, so again, some of these non-revenue guys they're gonna and women, they're going to do well. Very, very well. All right, well. It's brave, brave new world. It's also July 4th weekend. We hope everyone stays uh, safe, has a good time. If you're going to drink 1,776 <laughs> uh, 
What kind was it? Pabst. Pabst Blue Ribbons. What I like the best about this beer is uh, the taste. It's not like smooth. It's not drinkable. But that's what is good about it. When you drink it down your throat, it gives you a good feeling like George Washington is actually going down your throat to fight the Brits and the Red Caps. You're going to drink 1,000. I'm jealous. <laughs> but drink water. Try to slip a water or two in there. Stay hydrated, people. <laughs> Anybody, anybody that goes for the for the bicentennial uh, or per patriotic case, man, let us know how it, how how far you get into it. You don't like America? Of course, I'm finishing. <laughs> uh, we will be back uh, next week. I don't know if Pete Pete just he's just out there. He's, he's out, out there, there signing. He's you know, making he's his own. Sitting on the club, sitting on the beach, and checking on uh, coordinator. Salaries. All your Buffalo recruiting news. Please <laughs> check in at, at Pete Damon. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you uh, then. Take care.